Hello, and welcome to Husband and Wife Time, a podcast celebrating Lifetime movies. I'm Matt Caproletti. And I'm Elizabeth Blickle. And we're here to talk to you today about a 2021 holiday film. The movie that kicked off 2021, It's a Wonderful Lifetime. It's finally here. It's finally here. Ice Wine Christmas. Right. It was a Christmas movie. It certainly was. Unmistakably. Unmistakably. I have thoughts, obviously. Naturally. Wait, before we get into my thoughts, should we just give a brief summation? (laughs) Although based on the title, it's pretty evident what we're going to be talking about. Camilla, a successful sommelier in Philadelphia. Yes, of course, Philadelphia. Yes. Goes back to her hometown of Evergreen, upstate New York. Sure. Where there is a ice wine winery for Christmas. For Christmas. And she had, before she left Philadelphia, she had been offered a promotion to be the sommelier for four restaurants instead of just one. Yes. By her boss, Roberto. By her boss, whose favorite thing about her is that she's a workaholic. And always answers his phone calls. Yes. So she's already in the wine business, but she goes to Evergreen and does she eventually take over the ice wine winery? Yeah, she does with the assistance of her sister and her love interest, who is always wearing a yellow jacket that much is made of and not made of at the same time. They talk about it, but never make a thing of it? Oh, I want to get into the yellow jacket later. I had no thoughts. I, I Listen, he looked handsome in the yellow jacket. Well, the whole thing is it wasn't his, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was from the lost and found at her mother's diner. Yes. <laughs> okay, so let, let's just get into our actual thoughts. What yeah. were your thoughts about this movie? So the jacket, I mean, by the end of the film, he's still wearing the yellow jacket, He's yes. which was somebody else's jacket that nope. was left at a, at a diner. No one came to claim it. They yeah. probably left it on a vacation and just fully left it and never went back for it. And this is a town upstate New York. It's cold enough that they're rooting for the frost to hit 17 degrees for the ice wine harvest. And I understand we are we are up against filming schedules. These people film these movies in the dead of summer. Sure. But people are dressed so not for Christmas. Yeah. We are talking jackets unzipped. Light jackets, you know, yeah. I'm I'm from the Midwest. We get the lake effect here. I'm talking like a like an early December, late November, out for a walk. You're in your low to mid 40s. That's how they were dressed, in my opinion. Yeah. Once you get below 30, you gotta you gotta pop on a hat, you gotta pop on some gloves, you gotta zip your coat. You're yeah. starting to get that biting wind in there come on camilla and declan 17 yeah okay continuing on so you just thought it was odd that he wore the jacket permanently just the entire film that he didn't you know rustle up a a coat although granted he's a busy scientist he is a busy scientist who it must be known i was a hundred percent right on a previous episode when i said the whole thing is to find the most niche job (laughs) one possibly could find because not only is he a grape scientist but he also is a welder 
with the capacity to fix the town bell tower. Cla- do they call it a clapper? They do call it clapper. a clapper. I called it a hammer previously. I mentioned a handbell mm-hmm. hammer, but they took a little twist on that and did it as a giant bell. And he fixes that for the town. I was a hundred percent right that these jobs are getting outrageously, outrageously specific. Do you have any other predictions for us, Cassandra? Oof, oof, oof. We haven't explored the world of ribbons yet. (laughs) Christmas ribbons. I feel like there is something there. The person, not who makes ribbons or even sells ribbons, but you know how on red velvet ribbons, how sometimes on the side there's a gold trim? Uh Uh-huh. Next year, the romantic lead will be the gold trim guy. He doesn't do the whole ribbon. He does the gold (laughs) trim specifically. And their factory does it by hand. And it is being threatened by automation. Because (laughs) all of these movies are so Luddite energy. Mm -hmm. You cannot believe it. In this movie... Okay, I'm going to get into the Luddite energy stuff. Because... (laughs) There is a hatred of artificial Christmas trees in this movie that felt absurd to me. I love a real Christmas tree. I love the way it smells. I love how cozy it makes things feel. That being said, the ideal setup is one real Christmas tree chopped down. Sorry, we need to plant more trees, but I want a Christmas tree every year. And then you complement that with artificial Christmas trees. Okay. They're easy. They're eco-friendly because you can use them every year. I hope they're eco-friendly. I'm just guessing. That's based on absolutely nothing. Regardless, one does not replace the other. And they act like real trees are for genuine people, people who like Christmas. Mm -hmm. And artificial trees are for trash monsters who don't understand genuine things and don't know the true meaning of Christmas. Despite the fact that her mom's diner has a pink frosted artificial tree. Did I love it? You bet I loved it. It was cute as a button. A pink frosted artificial, what could be more fun? So fun. But also a fake tree. So her daughter is going off on this whole rant about artificial trees. I had to cover the ears of our artificial tree so it wouldn't hear all these negative things she was (laughs) saying and develop some sort of complex. Is our artificial tree already up? Of course it's already up. I put everything up November 1, which is when they should have started playing these new Christmas movies and holiday movies. I've told you I'm open to all holidays. But this should have happened November 1. We put away our pumpkins. We start preparing for Thanksgiving Christmas. It's the same thing now. (laughs) I I want it all. I want gourds and I want artificial Christmas trees. But it was... Gourds with ribbons on them. I want gourds with ribbons on them. But with that gold trim... And I want a handsome man who's not Chad Michael Murray. (laughs) (laughs) Check and check. But then also, the other thing... So this... Matt loved this, and I loved being back in the world of Christmas. This was not my favorite Christmas movie. Nor mine. Okay. I don't think I would rewatch this again next year. What we do each year is we collect the ones that we like, and we're adding them to our library of Christmas movies. This one was a watch and done. 
Yeah. And in fact, if it hadn't been the first movie, I think it wouldn't have passed the 10 minute rule. I think we would have moved on to the next Christmas Mm -hmm. movie and been like, this is not our Christmas movie. It's not, there's nothing against it. It's just not catching us. Heaven forbid we wouldn't even be recording this episode about this and thus sparing you the details of the ice wine harvest, which must be conducted at 17 degrees or lower. Okay. That was part of my issue with it, was that there was so much discussion about ice wine that I felt like we were watching an infomercial for ice wine or like I was attending an ice wine class. Matt and I went with some friends to, we were in the area for a wedding and we went to a winery on the Pennsylvania Wine Trail and we tasted an ice wine and we learned less at a vineyard about ice wine than we did from this movie. I don't want to go to school. I, I, I don't want this information about ice wine. I get it. It's ice wine. It's, you're, you're not making it a nap, but that's the whole point of why you mentioned it's ice wine. Moving on. I don't want to attend ice wine school. Okay. I don't need to be a sommelier. <laughs> I shouldn't need to be a sommelier to enjoy this movie. But so it kind of reminded me of that in a different way, but that Lacey Chabert movie we watched that was like an infomercial for eHarmony. You mean Christian Mingle? Christian Mingle. The, that was the, the, a, the name of the movie? The name of the movie was Christian Mingle, and it was essentially a 75-minute commercial for Christian Mingle that Matt watched in its entirety, and I watched some of d- between naps. The parts that I caught were among the worst film ever captured on celluloid. Oh, yeah. It was an infomercial for Christian Mengele. That's all there was to it. This felt like an infomercial for ice wine. Mm-hmm. And infomercials should have time limits on that. Right. And also you should be warned. I want to be warned if you're just going to be selling me something forever. And all those workers were doing ice wine harvest and they were volunteers. They didn't even get ice wine to take home. They just got the experience of working in a vineyard? Why? <laughs> so you could be in 17 degrees? Yeah. What else would you like to say about this movie? The coat was really the main thing that I wanted to mention. Um, <laughs> oh, also just the... Con- it's always a good movie when Matt's primary note is about someone's coat. The, the, the man in the yellow jacket. The man in the yellow jacket. <laughs> Listen... He looked handsome in that yellow jacket. They did not miscast in terms of attractiveness. The lead couple were very attractive. I appreciate that always. Yeah. The other thing is the some of the conditions of the ice wine harvest, how Camilla is talking about Henry, the vineyard owner, mm-hmm. teaching her about the things that have to happen to predict the frost and... The, the the chickadee feathers and she tastes the soil and this it, is the part of ice wine class where I started doodling in the margins yeah. and I wasn't paying much attention. Yeah. I was like, oh, I get it. So that was something. And then the only other thing is just how Declan is you were talking before about how he's kind of made. Is that to feel the romantic lead's name? The man, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I don't pay attention to names during real 
rest of your lifetime movies even less during Christmas. Yes. It's like Ice Wine Girl, Yellow Jacket. <laughs> okay, so Declan, Yellow Jacket. Uh, he talks about how his family, they would go on trips for Christmas. One year they went to the Great Wall of China. Mm-hmm. One year they went to Sydney mm-hmm. on a beach. One year they went to Spain. Yes. How, how could he? He was going to meet his parents in Paris if he didn't stay yes. to fall in love? Yes. And she acts like his family might as well be like desecrating a nativity scene. Like they lit the nativity scene in town on fire for having the audacity to travel over the holidays when many people, it's like their only opportunity because of vacation days and how they work in the United States. But I do want to point out, I'm unfamiliar with religious practices in China, except as it relates to the Uyghurs. I don't know how their stance on Christian what their stance on Christianity is. But Spain and France are both deeply religious countries. Deeply Catholic too. So you're essentially going to another place and experiencing how they do Christmas. Yeah. You've not escaped it's not like they were going to like Muslim countries where you wouldn't be participating in Christmas. I have to assume France, with its heavy Catholicism, indulges in Christmas celebrations in a fun way, too. Mm -hmm. Similarly, Spain. I I mean, I know more about Germany's because everyone hears about the Christmas markets, but I have to assume France does something and Spain does something. Sure they do. But even if they didn't, not everybody has to be in an upstate New York town. Not just that, but it, it goes against the entire message of what she says in the movie. What she says in the movie is Christmas is family. That is what Christmas is about. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he actually celebrated Christmas to her specifications right. every year. Mm-hmm. He was with his family. Right. And just because his family moves about and does things differently... Doesn't mean he's had tragic Christmases. I'd like to see how France does Christmas. I mean, you saw how appalled everyone was where George Bailey went off to... went off to a beach in Sydney in the middle of It's a Wonderful Life. It just... Yeah, there was a lot of, like, authenticity versus bad Mm -hmm. in this movie. So things that are authentic... Real Christmas trees chopped down, preferably by hand, uh, by yourself. You know, ice wine made by hand, not by automation. Mm, Christmas in a bottle, they call it. Christmas in evergreen. Things that are bad. Traveling with your family for the holidays. Automation to potentially allow a vineyard to have any sort of financial viability. Yeah. Artificial trees. It's like the best way to celebrate Christmas is in 1910. <laughs> yeah. By candlelight. <laughs> yes. And like, the kerosene lamp. Yes. I didn't see a single caroler in this one, honestly. No. They don't really celebrate Christmas. Oh, but then Henry d- was singing while they were doing the ice wine harvest. But he wasn't dressed like a character from Dickens. He was so not. how do we know he's a caroler? Good point. Um... But speaking of music, one of my questions during this movie was, how long would Christmas movies on Lifetime be without joyful montages set to Christmas music? 
My guess is 12 minutes. What's your guess? Okay, okay. This movie relied heavily on montages. Yes, that's true. And then also my thought about this movie, this movie was fine. It was a fine Christmas movie. I was excited to be back in the world of like holidays and I liked seeing all of the wreaths and the garlands and the candles and it's always fun to look at all of that stuff. But your classic Saturday afternoon lifetime holiday movie is not that dissimilar to me to a jukebox musical. Okay. They rely on music both Mm -hmm. to create goodwill and they don't worry about creating a really good plot. Based on things that you already come into the experience knowing about. Like if you know the songs of ABBA or whatever. If you come into into Mamma Mia loving ABBA, you're not going to like parse the plot too much. Yeah. Or if you come into this movie loving Christmas, popular Christmas songs, yeah. you're not going to worry too much about the plot. Yeah. I believe that both Christmas movies and musicals are capable of more. Those things should be the cherry on top of the whipped cream on top of the sundae. They should be the just like little lovely bonus. Mm-hmm. But... To build that Sunday, we need other ingredients. And I would say the bulk of it, like in a Sunday, let's take this analogy as far as we can stretch it, which is, you know, thin and too far. Uh, we need the ice cream of a solid plot. Mm. Let's say the hot fudge sauce on top is charismatic acting. The whipped cream is a few laughs. And then on top, good music. Okay. You don't use the good music as the ice cream. Sure. To like make people happy. Sure. Because if you take the music away, I still want a good movie. Right. Okay. Do you have any trivia or are we just skipping it? I do have two quick pieces of trivia. Okay. Hit me. Female lead, Rosalind Sanchez. Yes. She was Miss America Petite, 1994. I don't know why there was a petite category. Does that mean in age or she's she's thin or short? What uh, does petite refer to? I'm assuming short, but her Wikipedia page says she's 5'5", five five, which is above slightly above average height for a woman. Oh my god, you found... We needed more than a cursory Google search this time. Yeah. I have so many more questions. I've never even heard of yeah. petite. Neither have I. She was first Miss... She's uh, Puerto Rican. She sure. was first Miss Puerto Rico Petite and then Miss America Petite. Um, I, here, I'm going to go out on a limb. She could strip that Petite away, go for the Grand Supreme whatever title, because she. this woman is beautiful. Well, beautiful. Now, I don't normally talk about these things on episodes, but she was also in several of like FHM and Maxim's like sexiest woman lists from like the early 2000s yeah she's um, beautiful and, and and the last bit of trivia i'll share about her was she she was on devious maids as you said yes i recognized um, her from the trailers but she auditioned for the desperate housewives role that mm. went to her friend ava longoria okay and i think future boss because i think ava longoria actually produced or co-produced or directed Correct. the devious maids show yeah. so that was rosalind sanchez 
Uh, and then just one note about Lyric Bent, mm-hmm. the Canadian actor who is the male lead here. Okay. Um, Do they even celebrate Christmas in Canada? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. He was in a big role in the Saw movies 2, 3, and 4. Okay, I was prepared because he's Canadian for Degrassi. Oh. And we had also been discussing why Lyric Bent... It's his name, right? Lyric Bent? Yeah. Why Lyric Bent sounded familiar to him. Why does his name sound so familiar to me? How do I know him? Because I am not... You're not a devotee of the Saw universe? No. And and I want to know... There's no way to know this without getting one of those market research firms on this, but I would love to know what the Venn diagram overlap is of people who are lifetime holiday movie devotees and <laughs> saw devotees. Yeah. yeah. She, he's also in, you haven't seen the Netflix series. She's got to have it, right? Not yet. No, okay. it's on my, it's on my list. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen the Spike Lee movie, um, which it's based on, but, or that, but he's, he's in that. Anyway, good for Lyric Bent. He, good you know, he, he, he ably played the role of Christmas movie leading man. Yes. Yes. My quibbles are, are not with the actors, nor set design. I mean, it was beautifully Christmassy. My only quibbles were with, I needed less knowledge about ice wine and more being poured down my throat. <laughs> and I don't see why, in the same way, I don't see why we have to create this city versus small town rivalry. I don't see why we need to create the sense that things like technology and automation and artificial trees are the end of good traditions. And are to be feared. Are to be feared and and to not be included in in traditions. Mm -hmm. I think they're actually useful. But we'll have more Christmas thoughts and more holiday thoughts on our next episode. Yes. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at husbandandwifetime at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at husbandwifetime or on Instagram at husbandandwifetime. If you like this episode, please rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks. Bye. Bye.